Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about rehabilitation following UCL with an internal brace repair. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're here at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston answering some of your questions. Anything you want to talk about related to sports, physical therapy, sports performance, sports medicine, career advice, anything you want, head to MikeReynolds.com. Click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form. Let's see. Today I'm joined by Lenny McCrina, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, Jonah Monlock, a smaller crew here as we're we're um filming this one here. But Len, who do we have for questions? I'm dang, I said there. Who do we have for students? <laughs> <laughs> we have some lovely questions and some students <laughs> to ask them. Um we have uh, I think asking the question today will be Kaylee Kobach from St. Francis University. We have Mackenzie Chavez from the University of Central Florida. We have Tara Punksabath from Kansas, Kansas. And we have Claire Farley from Tufts University here in Medford, Massachusetts via Phoenix, Arizona. All right. What do we got, what do we got Kaylee? <laughs> <laughs> So Tom from Florida is asking, I have my first patient coming in next week that has undergone the new UCL repair with internal brace procedure. What has your experience been with these so far? What are the main differences with this and a normal UCL reconstruction? And do you have any tips for me? Awesome. Great job, Kaylee. Tom, great question. I think when we all saw our first one, we all probably had some butterflies too, right, Len? Like about this procedure here, you know, we have a new procedure that's supposed to be faster. Uh, I don't don't know if I can say better, but, you know, equally as good, faster, equally as good, um, exciting new procedure. Um, Yeah, I think we were all a little nervous with this, right? Like, how is this going to go? But um, now I think we get a bunch of reps under our belt. Is that the right phrase? We have reps. Anyway, we've experienced. We have had a lot of experience with these now, and I, I, I think we've we've had some good experiences. So, Len, why don't you start off? What What do you think of this UCL with internal embrace? How's it been going? How do you think it's different? Any like rehab pearls that's like different between this right. and a, a traditional Tommy John? What do you think? Yeah, so I was working with Dr. Dugas down in Birmingham, Alabama, when this like first came out. So I've been seeing these for about ten years now. Um, and even he was shocked um, because the first pitcher he did this procedure on was a Troy University baseball pitcher. And they started throwing like crazy early and he was not happy, but the kid did really well. And like our ACL protocols that eventually evolved, it evolved because of people that cheated and did well. And we're like, huh, I guess we can go faster than we thought. So with that, we go faster with the, with it, which is intuitively initially did not make sense to me 
because um, you have a tissue you're putting in that's not your native tissue and you need that tissue to grow into the elbow essentially and stabilize the elbow. Like an ACL, if you had a cadaver graft or some kind of, you know, outside tissue, you would go slow with that person, but not so with the elbow. It has held up. They suture down really well. They repair the ligament underneath as well. And going faster did not affect anything. So going faster, meaning starting to throw maybe a month or so early, maybe six weeks early. I fight the tendency to go as slow as a Tommy John reconstruction because I still have visions of Tommy John dancing in my head of how to go. Cause we used to start throwing at 12, 14 weeks out of surgery with a TJ. Um, and so now we're throwing at 12, 12 weeks with an internal brace. So they do well, their motion comes back pretty easily unless it's a hybrid. If they do a reconstruction with an internal brace, which is a hybrid approach that some doctors are doing, they tend to get a little stiffer into flexion. I feel like, um, and even extension a little too, they lose some extension. And so you got to be cautious with that. So you got to know is an internal brace is a hybrid or isolated internal brace. Uh, otherwise it's the typical range of motion progression early on. The problem is we go so slow, not slow. We go relatively slow early on. And then it's a six week window to get their strength and function back. And then it starts throwing. And that's what always throws me off is we have that get the motion back for five weeks, get a strengthening conditioning program going start throwing 12, 14 weeks, and then they get back sooner. So um, I'm a little torn with it. I think they, they do well. I'm not no longer a skeptic, but um, I still am cautious and still revert to my Tommy John ways every once in a while. I don't know if you feel the same way, Mike. <laughs> I like that. You revert to your Tommy John ways. <laughs> yeah, the, the traditionally reconstruction ways. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? I just had a question for you, Lenny. Um, yeah. We have a million kind of throwing, return to throwing programs. Yeah. Um, do you shorten those up at all? Or are you keeping the same length? No, the I keep part? the same. I keep the same program um, because it's you still need to get a ramp up time for the athlete. And we build all that in. Like, it's, a, it's not like I'm shocking them. It's literally, all right, when do you need to be ready? How much time do we have? When do we know we can at, at the earliest start to throw? And then I'm educating from the beginning that we're going to need you know, eight to 12 weeks for long toss and then another couple months easily for, for pens. But we're starting to throw at 12, 12-ish weeks, depending on if their motion is good, their um, elbow is quiet, we get clearance from the doctor, their strength numbers are good, meaning we're testing their cuff, which I usually don't start testing that until maybe eight to 10 weeks with the, with the UCL at the earliest. So I, I feel like we, we kind of rush things a little and I'm curious how this plays out because we don't have long-term data on how well they do. You know, we rushed our ACLs and then the next thing you know, we're pulling back and, and going back to traditional numbers of not starting to run till four or five months out of surgery and waiting nine months for function. So I'm curious if this takes a, a similar approach once we start seeing the retailers coming through and they're happening at four or five years out of surgery instead of eight, nine years out of surgery with a UCL or something like that. I don't know. But I mean, it, they seem to do well. They, they're, um, it's a solid procedure and kids, um, you know, it's a procedure done for somebody who has a distal or proximal tear. So they got to be able to repair it back down to the bone um, to get the ligament reattached. And then they can do the internal brace over that. If they have a mid-substance tear, then they're typically going to just do a uh, reconstruction with a palmaris or a hamstring and hopefully not a cadaver, which you'll see every once in a while. It's usually a palmaris 
uh, or hamstring for a reconstruction. But the tear has to be in a certain position. They won't know that till they get in. And then the decision is made by the surgeon, just so everybody is aware. Yeah, and I would say like our, my traditional return to throw with a Tommy John full reconstruction, it's it's close to seven months. Um, I, I'm not against going a couple months faster with these internal braces, but oftentimes we don't. And I think that's, you know, I think that's kind of my input on this question, I think, from Tom here, is that, um, you know, uh, you don't have to rush through the program just because you can, right? So I think Lenny said that kind of well in his his part there. But um, oftentimes, we don't need to go faster, meaning there's no point on being game ready in November for any baseball player, right? Theoretically, right? It's it, So what we do is we often take a, a step back and we think with the end in mind when we, we build these throwing programs, it's great that they could potentially throw earlier and come back sooner, but sometimes we don't need to rush that program. So it's not just like a cookie cutter with that. So we take everybody into consideration. Um, I, I'm in agreement with Lenny. I think the outcomes have been fantastic, actually. I think I can finally say that. And I am comfortable and confident in them. And I don't know if, I mean, we've talked about internal bracing on the podcast several times now over the years. I don't know if we've ever said that, right? So, you know, it's the end of 2023, almost 2024 right now. And I think we're confident in it. Like we have success. We have success with people for years. We have success in the big leagues. We have success in kids. Um, it, it seems good, right? And, you know, remember, like we're all better. and Even our surgeons are better. They're not just like doing random surgeries because they're cool or they're, they're the new thing. This is the right surgery for the right person at the right time. Right. And I think that's why these are doing better is we now have two, you could argue three options with the hybrid. We have multiple options on what's best for this kid. Right. So maybe in, you know, in the past when you only have one option, maybe that's why they didn't do great. But now that you can choose between a couple. Um, for my rehab pearls, I think the first month is very similar between the two. Um, from kind of four weeks to 12 weeks to me, I think is the critical time point. The physicians oftentimes want to say they can start throwing at week 12. And man, I don't want to put a number on this because I, ha I haven't been tracking it, but I would say 50-50 for me if I actually feel like they're ready at week 12, right? And that's been my experience with these internal braces. So let's, let's say you got a, a high-level collegiate kid, even an upper-level high school pro guy, whatever. At 12 weeks, you know, because they weren't too bad going into surgery, they may look okay and they might be all right. But I would say the last two, the two current ones I have on my schedule tomorrow, right, or yesterday, was um, uh, I delayed them both a couple weeks because I didn't think they were ready at week 12. And we had time, right? There's no rush, right? There's no reason to necessarily do that. We'll still be on time if we wait two more weeks. Um, but I've had a lot of kids like high school kids that look, they have four to six weeks where they're dealing with the trauma of the surgery and healing from that and, and getting better. And then in just six weeks, I have to get them from looking like poop to amazing and ready to throw. I, I, you could argue that's not enough time to get them to feel better and to look better. Um, and maybe that's why they had this injury to begin with. So I think that's my one caveat that I would say that one thing that I'm nervous of is especially in the young kids that aren't huge physically developed, that aren't going into the surgery with an amazing baseline of strength and stability and great stuff is I don't know if 12 weeks is enough time to get their body right. So keep that in mind, you know, take that with a grain of salt because everybody's different. 
that's just that one thing that I still like, kind of like, you know, I think about when I'm, you know, lying in bed with, with some of my patients is like, are they ready to start throwing just because it's week 12? Uh, but other than that, it's been groovy, right? I think we've had a really good time. Like nobody's had any problems. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I, I think there's yeah. very few instances where you have to start throwing at 12 weeks. If you really think about the, the plan it out ahead of time and think of the math and how much time you need and, and build in hiccup time where things will crash and burn. You got to, you know, peel them back up and get them back throwing again. Um, there's very few times you need to start throwing at 12 weeks and get them to get them ready for like opening day of their high school season. Like, come on, it just, it just doesn't happen <laughs> like that. So you have extra more time than you think. Um, and you talk about that early on. This isn't like a 12 week comes and you're like, nope, you're pulling the wool out, not throwing today. We're going to wait another month. Like they, you are prepping them ahead of time. You're testing them. You're educating them. You're talking to the parents. This is, this isn't like a new thing for them. So you've, you've already planned it out. You've talked about it. You've gotten their input. You felt them out and, and, and got a sense of how they feel about getting back at a certain time. And so um, it's, it, it, it always, it works out in the end. You just need to, to talk it through with them. Communication is the key. Yep. Love it. And, and the outcome studies that the docs are starting to produce, even some that are officially published and some that are just starting to put their data together, but they're presenting at meetings. It's been really good. So I think we're going to see it more and more, especially in the right person. Right. And, and when this is this is a qualified thing for that person. So stay tuned. We're going to start getting more and more of this. But uh, great question, Tom. Good luck with that person. Uh, if you have a question like that, head to micron.com, click on that podcast link and be sure to go to Apple and Spotify to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.